Hello, my loves. I am finally announcing my secret project. But first, I got a question for you. Are you ready to unleash your full potential and rediscover your inner power? If so, I'm excited to reveal the Know Your Power 90-Day Transformation Program. This program is an empowering and transformative journey designed exclusively for women who want to create an unstoppable mindset, reveal their true self, and radiate unshakable confidence. I got so much in store for you for this, including expert guest coaches to guide you every step of the way, many of which have actually been guests on this show. We have renowned IFBB Bikini Pro Emily Hayden, best-selling author of Flex Your Confidence Muscle Janelle Lene, and Women's Empowerment Guide Liv Thompson. But it doesn't stop there. Our team also includes your own personal accountability coach Zach Blakeney who will help you stay in integrity and manifest your dreams to create the life you've always envisioned. I also have my bestie and co-host of this podcast Kendall Aaliyah as a guest expert coach. And it gets better. At the end of the 90-day program we will also be hosting a two-day live weekend retreat in my hometown, Austin, Texas, where you'll be surrounded by a community of like-minded women ready to embrace their true selves and step into their greatness. Don't miss this incredible opportunity to embark on a 90-day program that will transform your life and help you rise above your limitations to step into the confident, empowered women I know you were born to be. Enroll today in the Know Your Power 90-day program, secure your spot at our exclusive live weekend retreat, and learn more and join the incredible journey of self-improvement visit our website at knowyourpower.net slash today. That's a forward slash. Or you could just click the link in the show notes. And remember, you are more powerful than you think. Welcome back to another episode of the Know Your Power podcast. I am your host, Kendall Aaliyah. And I'm Julia Renee. Hello, Julia Renee. Hello, Kendall Aaliyah. <laughs> Last week when I was um, interviewing Zach or we were doing our podcast, he kind of like paused and I was uh-huh. like, say your name. <laughs> this is where you say your name. I was listening to it on the way here. It's really good so far. I haven't finished it yet. Yeah. Um, you guys are good, like talking dynamic. He's really talkative. I don't think I ever realized how talkative he is. Oh, what? <laughs> Zach never shuts up. <laughs> like you guys think that I talk a lot in comparison to Zach. No, it's like two thirds of our life is Zach talking and me listening. And yeah. then one third is like me talking Which and him you would listening. Think is- traditionally the opposite but also when you said during the podcast you were like sometimes I like to just sit here and see how long you'll talk for yeah yeah my boyfriend has done that to me so many times where he'll be like what are we hitting today like just simple question I'm like well I'm thinking quads but also I did quads last week at this time so I'm thinking maybe I should do hamstring but we can start on this exercise and then after like five and then also my glute hurts and then also (laughs) the moon is not right and I probably shouldn't and I'm about to start my period and he's just like And then he'll sit there and just start laughing. I'm like, what? And he's like, I just want to know what we were hitting. (laughs) It's almost like there's certain type of like personality types that they, when they speak to people, it's almost just every little thought that's in their brain, Yeah, you know? And it's like, you haven't quite thought about what you're going to say yet. And you just answer and it's like every little thought yeah. that came out <laughs> of your brain. And yes. sometimes that just helps you like figure out what you actually want to do. Yeah. I like have to think my way. Around. That's why like therapy doesn't always work for me because I end up just like talking the I'll whole just, time. I'll talk until I reach the solution on my own. Exactly. But that's what like venting helps yeah. with doing. It's like, sure. hey, yo, I need to vent to you. And then eventually you're like, oh, I'm being fucking crazy. Yeah, you like go full circle or like that. <laughs> person's fucking crazy also side note in a couple of episodes previous you were talking about how you were liking the elliptical so the other day it was like maybe 
the next day I was like, I'm going to try the elliptical and see what this shit how'd, is about. How'd you like it? I like it. My heart rate actually really likes it. Oh, good. And it like stays where I want it to be. Um, I was talking about this on, I did a TikTok live yesterday at the gym and people were saying like, what intensity do you do? Like when you do cardio? And I was like, that actually is really true because I was, I would do like 30 minutes of cardio, but mm-hmm. the intensity would be low, but I'd be like, I'm doing the 30 minutes. Like my coach says, yeah. but I wouldn't really be burning that many calories because I didn't know the intensity level I needed to be at. Yeah. So the heart rate part of it has really helped me. And we talk about that in the cardio episode yeah. from a few weeks ago, yeah. but I like it and it's easy on my legs and I just like glide. I feel like it's better for inflammation, especially someone like you that's training like so aggressively yes. so often. Yeah. I feel like it's good to have like your cardio not be adding to that. Yes. Like I feel like it should just like. Cause I started this morning on the Stairmaster and was like, let's see like what this is about. And I was even on like level like eight and my heart rate still wasn't getting there. And I was like, this that's is crazy. weird. Cause I do level like five and I'm dead. <laughs> I wish my heart rate just went. Plink. Mine, I will say like mine adapts really fast. So if I were consistent, then yeah. I'd get to your point. But like, since I'm not right now, like I could get away with like a full month of like really low intensity in other people's eyes, but my heart rate gets super high, super yeah. fast. And that thing about like adapting is so true because like there'll be times where I'm at the gym and I'll just switch from machine to machine. And mm-hmm. I always wondered, cause I would see people and they go from like machine to machine. I'm like, what are they doing? Like, why are they going to three different cardio machines? But like, really, if you start on the Stairmaster and you spike your cardio and your heart rate, and then you get, you like level out and get used to it. And then you go to elliptical and it's like, Ooh, this is new. Yeah. So I used to yeah. do that. My first prep ever, I would always start on the Stairmaster, get my heart rate to that like uh-huh. peak zone. And then I would go into the treadmill and try to just maintain it. Yeah. I would like hold it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> side note, I was like, I'm Kendall now. Yeah. <laughs> I can't picture my- you on elliptical just because I picture like a really big one and like how, like how far you would have to <laughs> yeah. reach. I Some guess. of them are like, I've now that I've tried like three or four different ones at like gyms or like my, my home gym and stuff. And I'm like, okay, literally my arms don't reach <laughs> exactly. and I'm like, so I have to like do this on my own with my yeah. arms, like move my arms. I think arms. I would always just like hold the center and just let my legs do it. But yeah. that's really funny. But yeah, that's what I did end of my last prep because my body was just so taxed at that point yeah. where it's like, it was my only option. Everything else hurt my back. So yeah, it surprisingly doesn't hurt my back either. Anyway, pretty nice. today's episode is not about anything we've talked about. So it's not about cardio. Um, we are talking about Botox, filler and plastic surgery. And it's mostly, well, first off, disclaimer, we're not doctors. Never to be doctors. We don't know anything we're talking about. Um, this episode is fully coming from a place where I was thinking about the type of content I like to enjoy. Yeah. And a lot of the people I follow on like YouTube, especially are just women that like make you feel part of their friend group. And yes. like, I really like that. And I feel like that's the environment we try to create mm-hmm. more on a fitness side, obviously, but still like just, I love like when the girls I follow on social media talk about like the work they've had done or like how they do their hair or what their skincare routine is just anything that makes you feel like you're getting a glimpse into like girl talk exactly so that's all this is today this is just us talking about what we've gotten done because I feel like it's so common these days yeah and it's so nice to like go I always find it hard because like I'll go to people's pages and like I want to know like even if it isn't plastic surgery like I want to know like what they're doing and like why they're doing it and I'm like I can't find anywhere the things that you do and that's what's like frustrating especially like when I was researching like 
what is it like? What is recovery like when you get a breast augmentation? Like, what does it feel like to get your lips done? Like, yeah. how much do you get? Oh, I watched Which one do you try? YouTube videos before yeah. getting anything because I was terrified. So it's I, nice having like the assurance of like, oh, well, these people do this regularly. Like that still helps me, even though yes. I get things done. Like one of the podcasts I listened to, they were like, uh, com- like not convincing, but they had this comedian on and she was like, I've been thinking about Botox. Like, should I get it done? Like, where do you guys go? And they were like, Oh, we go like every Friday. And like, they were joking, but it made you feel like, okay, it isn't this big, scary thing. Yeah. If you want it, just go try it. Go exactly. get it done. It doesn't have to be so big and scary, but also we're not even promoting you guys doing any of this no. also. Yeah. We're literally just doing this. It's like the longest disclaimer ever. <laughs> we're literally just doing this because people ask us and yeah. we want to be transparent with like what we get done and like how it felt and maybe bad experiences and things that worked for us. So that if you're ever considering doing any of these things, you have this to look back on and be like, okay, Julia's five foot two and she got boobs that were this size. This is how they look. I mean, even with like workout gear, yeah. like I want to know what size you wear in the shorts that you recommend for me because then yeah. I'm like okay that means that I will probably be able to fit into them you know you you yeah. just need to like compare so this exactly. is really what we're trying to do if anyone yeah. is interested. I was saying before this episode even started like getting things done shouldn't come f- from a place of I'm getting this done so that I'm confident yeah like it's not gonna change who you are on the inside at all obviously mm. so really try to like I don't know. Try to work on any sort of insecurity instead of covering it up. But I feel like these are things you can just like we've done to just enhance like things we wanted to enhance about ourselves. And also, I know that I'm sure there's some people listening to this or clicking on it for the intention of leaving a hate comment of like people shouldn't get anything done. Like that's so fake. Like that's false advertising. I hate seeing those comments because at the end of the day, like do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, I don't care. Other people shouldn't care as long as you're confident and happy. Like that's all that matters. Yeah, that's also like definitely the theme of this podcast. It's like, do whatever you want. If you want to do it, do it. If you don't want to, don't do it. (laughs) If like this topic bothers you, click off now. Yeah. Like it's that easy. But I feel like it's also becoming so normal too. Mm Mm-hmm. Especially like now I know that I use some of these things for like mainly Botox for like practical reasons. And I didn't know you can use it for practical reasons. All and you do too. Like practical. So yeah. we'll definitely talk about that. But what do you want to talk about first? Do you want to talk about, I feel like let's talk about the things we've done before that we won't do again. Kind of as okay. like that. And then we'll go into like what we Ooh, reoccurringly yeah. do. Yeah. I also forgot that I did threads in my nose. I forgot mm-hmm. that I did that. I was going to add it to like your side of the sheet, but I was like, I don't know what she wants to and yeah. doesn't want to talk about. Yeah, because we're talk, very open. I'll but. talk about all of it. But <laughs> mainly, uh, kind of like, not really like horror stories, but I didn't do that much research the first time that I got my lips done. Mm-hmm. Um, I was mainly just, I think I was, I just listened to like a friend and she goes, oh, my friend does them in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. And I went to this lady in San Antonio and you know how normally like when you get something done, whether it's like lips or Botox or um, even like hairstyle, like sometimes they do the lesses better mm-hmm. type of thing. This lady did not. It was my first <laughs> time ever. <laughs> and she went for like full brats lips. And I am the, like, as you see how my lips are now, like, that's how I like my lips to look like very brats like, but the problem was they were lumpy as hell. Mm-hmm. So the way, I don't know how you do them in like the way that this happens, but 
they instantly like looked very bratsy and I loved them at first. But then later on, I started noticing um, why I got these lumps on my lips that I never knew that I had. Why do I got lumpy lips? Yeah. And then I found out because I started going to somebody else that I was recommended to that was that was better. She was definitely better, but she was in Houston. Her name was she's really popular in she's Houston. She's the one that does she does Jazzy's, Jazzy's lips. She yeah. does Buff Bunnies. I've never been to her, but I follow lot. her. <laughs> uh huh. So the only thing with that was like she has so many clients that when I would go, I would literally be in the lobby with numbing cream on my face, which is kind of embarrassing. <laughs> like everybody there is for the same purpose, but I was like, this is really weird. It's very. It was in like kind of impersonal in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's just like obviously strictly my opinion, but I was like, I'm sitting in the lobby. My appointment was 30 minutes ago mm-hmm. and she had so many people that she was seeing back to back to back that yeah. like I would have to allot so much time for that one service. Especially driving to Houston. And like, I would hello. already be driving to Houston because sometimes I would just drive there for that because there was nothing else for me to do because yeah. no offense, Houston's a little boring <laughs> unless you go to the gym. But um, yeah, so then um, when I got to hers, I literally drove from Austin and I was the first it was the first time me seeing her and she's like I am so sorry to tell you this but we actually need to dissolve your lip filler Mm -hmm. so they had to like inject something in to dissolve the past filler because I was lumpy in places yeah but she was very she educated me a lot on why we had to do that of course I was really disappointed because I you know when you want something you want it now and then uh she's like the reason that I have to do this is because whoever did your lip filler in the past like there's obvious slumps like have you noticed this and I was like yeah kind of but you don't know what's normal um, what's not yeah because I was just so new to it yeah. and I was like kind of and she goes yeah if she's like if you don't want to do this then I can just do filler right now and be okay but you'll have those lumps for a very long time yeah if not <laughs> lumpy if lips. you don't want to do lumpy lips then I'm gonna dissolve it and I want you to come back in like this amount of time yeah. and I was like the long term is probably the better option so I did that and I came back and ended up loving them yeah Long I know story a short. lot of women that get their lips dissolved like every, I think like every other year, just kind of as oh, like a really? fresh slate. Yeah, I have like two clients that will do that where they'll go through a phase of like, um, like dissolving it, letting them calm down for a little bit and then they'll do it again. It's almost like they're fresh instead of having lumps. Interesting. Because I think it's like kind of inevitable at a certain point it starts getting like harder in certain places, you know? Yeah. You were like, <laughs> Julia's feeling. feeling her lips for those not watching. It's funny. Um, I mean, because now like it was on this left side, right? Mm-hmm. Right here, like right under it was mm-hmm. where there was like a couple lumps and there now I don't even like they're they're gone because the lady that I go to now is like freaking amazing. So this is also kind of hopefully helpful for finding out who is going to work for you. Obviously, like referrals are great. If you see somebody that um, you like their lips, that's obviously really good. I actually found my lady through my mom because she used to go to my mom's salon and she'd do like Botox parties Mm -hmm. where the ladies in the salon would like get Botox. My mom's like, they love it when they get theirs done. So maybe you'll like her too. Yeah. And she's, when I finally like went to her, she's like very professional. It's like a very clinical looking like area. She has like an allotted time for me. I feel Mm -hmm. like important. It's very like, like sanitize. It's not like overly like glamorized, Mm -hmm. which is interesting. And, um, she's very minimal. Like she will do rather do less and then have you do more later than like blow your lips out or like 
freeze your face with Botox. <laughs> and she's like genuinely asks you like your lifestyle. Cause she knows for me that I work out a lot and do cardio. So I actually have to get more Botox than like yeah. someone who doesn't work out as much yeah. as me would because it dissolves so fast with all the cardio I'm doing. Yeah. You're like, like metabolizing. I metabolize it. it a lot faster. So that's kind of my experience, like going through each person. And now hindsight 2020, I'm like, I found a person that I love and I'm going to be really sad if I ever move because I'm like, who's going to do her now? But she's so I do want to try your tentative. lady. Yeah. I think I will next time. See, I'm the opposite. I got really lucky and I really loved who I went to the exactly. first time. Again, I have no one to compare it to, but I've seen a lot of videos and I just, um, she's in the fitness space. So I really appreciate that, that she knows how our bodies change mm-hmm. as we lose body fat. So like if I'm in a cutting phase, she will place things like Botox or filler differently because mm-hmm. she knows that you metabolize it so fast yeah um she focuses i feels like a lot on like the aesthetics and like the use that they can have for like enhancements rather Mm -hmm. than just like flattening brow lines or whatever yeah and everything i've gotten done which like we'll go into everything but i'll start with like my lip filler experience was straight up going to her and same thing where I was like, I I don't want a lot. Like I was scared Mm -hmm. and she fully was like, we can do a fourth of syringe if you want. I was like, no, like maybe let's do a half. And she was like, okay, but like, we're only going to do a half. I would not let you do a full. And I appreciated that. I like getting advice. Like even now when I'm going, I'm like, what do you think? (laughs) And like, I like getting feedback because like, you're not always sure. Like I'm not the professional. I don't know. Asking what do you think is always so good because, and it's for me now that I know it's a red flag when someone just continues to say yes to me Mm -hmm. about things that I know nothing about when they're like, yeah, "Yeah, girl, let's do it. Let's do it. And they don't offer any like, but if this, this might happen, I'm like red flag. You can't just give me whatever I want. Stuff doesn't come that easy. Yeah. I had such small lips that if I got a full syringe that first time, oh, that would have been crazy. It would have been bad. Yeah, like I already know because I got a half and that was okay, and the pain wasn't that bad. It was yeah. fine, and I like went home and I loved them. I loved them the first week, which I think was proof to me I wanted more because obviously they were still swollen. And even now, every time I get them done, I'm like, I love that first week. Yes, me too. <laughs> and then the swelling dies down. And I'm like, okay, oh, I don't look like a brat stall anymore. <laughs> exactly. And that doesn't mean like it disappears. It's like literally you're just swollen from being like pricked with a needle and from the numbing cream which kind of is like almost like a lip plumper you know I hate numbing cream so much really yeah there's something like even when I go to the dentist or something like there's something about not being able to feel what's going on that freaks me out I appreciate not being in pain because Mm -hmm. I did have one time where I think they started a little before the numbing was like at its full effect hurt like hell like, so, um, 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 red flag. I was like hey this hurts like way more than usual but they always leave it on for like an absurd amount of time so but yeah. I get it um anyway the first time I went I got a half a syringe the next time I was like I'm gonna do a full and even that like even though I stretched them a tiny bit by doing a half first doing that full I was so bruised and in so much pain for oh, wow. days like it was bad because if you think about it it was like taking like a little tiny french fry and just like pushing it to the max and like plumping it Blowing up, to it the up max. Like- <laughs> exactly um so after that I was like maybe I can never do this again like I loved how they looked but it was that painful wow. so then on now I only ever get 
half a syringe. Mm-hmm. So now I know I got my full, I stretched them to where they needed to yeah. be. Now just like maintenance, I'll stick with a half. I don't think I'll ever do like a full syringe yeah. again. I'm pretty sure that when I went to my first lady, she did a full syringe right off the bat, off of fresh little baby I lips. And like, like anyone should do that. No, 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 no. I mean, of course I was like, damn, fi- like finally, like someone gave me what I wanted. And then I was like, oh, I regret this because now I have lumpy, lumpy lips, lips and I have to, <laughs> this, this moral of the story of this podcast is like lumpy lips. Um, and then I had to backtrack and end up spending more money because yeah. I was too eager to get it when I wanted to get it. Yeah. Um, do your research. I, yeah. like you said, try to find recommendations. Like I fully like put on like an Instagram poll to like my close friends at the time it's true. and was like, where, if, if any of you get lip filler, where do you go? Like blah, blah, blah. I wasn't even super interested in Botox at the time because Botox scared me even more for some reason. Um, and I got a ton of referrals. And then from there, like I would spend time on Instagram, literally just like searching like stuff with the name of med spa in it and like going through their accounts and like yeah. seeing their credibility, seeing the results, seeing like who followed them. Like Reviews I was, and stuff I too. spent months because I was very scared and yeah. I wanted to change that about myself, but I, it's also scary to, it's, it's not like it's an irreversible thing. We should say like filler, like we're saying dissolves on its own mm-hmm. and you can also get it dissolved. So it wasn't this like end all be all, but it was so intimidating to me that I thought about it for months. And then the only reason I ended up getting it is because my mom like offered it as like my 21st birthday gift. Mm. She was like, I will pay for your first time, like getting a half syringe. Cause I know how much you've been thinking and talking about this. And I actually really appreciate that. She like pushed me into it because it's something I wanted to do for myself. I just one hate spending money on myself and it can get expensive. And two mm-hmm. was like so scared. Yeah. I think we should probably talk about pricing too. Yeah. Maybe pricing's uh, different. I think like depending on where you go, but everybody. it's also like pretty typical. I honestly don't even know, <laughs> which is like sad. I don't know how much I would spend on like a syringe because I like, take my card. <laughs> I'm going to look, I'm well, look awesome. I usually, I usually get Botox and filler at the same time. So yeah. I don't know like what's what price wise. Oh, that's true. That's true. Usually it's like a certain amount of like like dollars per, um, wait, it's per unit. Uh, yeah, Sorry. Per the unit. word is unit. Yeah. Um, I of think Botox typical is like, like $11 per unit. Yeah. I think is like the universe when I used to Google, like how much is it going to be? So I knew if I had to save mm. for it. Um, so yeah, that's like my experience with lip filler and then Botox, since we're talking about the kind of things like we did wrong mm-hmm. or didn't like, I was definitely influenced by the girls around me in my life and kept hearing like, Oh, like you have cat eyes already. If you got Botox, like in your crow's feet, it'll like accentuate that. Mm-hmm. And didn't I was you like, hate it though. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Like it'll accentuate like the shape of my eye. My eyes are one of like the, my favorite features about myself. So mm-hmm. I was like excited. And then when I got Botox in my crow's feet, it was not a lot at all because I literally don't have crow's feet. I'm like, yeah, it's I'm, like, literally only when your eyes go like this, <laughs> exactly. which I think happens to almost everybody. Yeah. Like, okay. Maybe just squint less if you don't want wrinkles there, but I wasn't even doing it for preventative. I was fully just like, oh, it'll change the shape of my eye. That sounds cool. Mm-hmm. And I got it done and it made my eyes less catty and more round. And I was like, I hate this. Cause then what it does is like, it freezes this yes. area instead of, oh, I mean, not telling you to do this, but what would have been better for that would be uh, threads. Brown. Oh, see threads. Threads. Cause so. they pull back your eyes, which, yeah. um, there's not that much like research on threads. Um, a lot of people get them with like their lips to make the border thicker. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are getting them right by their eyes so that they like, seen, like pin their eyes. Jawline too, a lot. Jawline. Mm-hmm. Um, and cause I asked my lady, about it like I was like just 
because she's very educates me and she's like honestly there's a ton of research on lip fillers and botox because they've been around a lot longer threads are really new and we don't actually know what happens to them inside your body that's scary because you're literally like putting like a thread it almost looks kind of like a wire in an area and then it's just like yeah like it's inside your body floating around which is also like breast implants it's like yeah you have silicone just floating (laughs) in your body like it's just as weird so do you want to talk about your threading yeah so I got threads done actually by the lady that Kendall goes to because I wanted to try it Cause I've always been very like insecure about my nose because I know that one side is like, um, uneven. Which no one else can see. Which is lumpy. Well, <laughs> but Julie and I have also gone to like nose job consultations together. Yes, so yeah. I feel like <laughs> we're both a little insecure about our nose. Yes. Uh, that's it's something that I've always been insecure about since I was as like young as I can remember when I was young, I was Me like, too. I, when I grow up, I'm getting a nose job. Mm-hmm. Like I always said that it was just weird. So I went to Kendall's lady because she did threads and my lady didn't. And And it was the most wild experience, like getting them done because I was getting them done on my nose bridge, which is such a like to make it straighter. So first, what she had to do, sorry, this is going to be trigger warning if you get squeamish. Graphic for the needles. She had to put a, um, what is the thing that they use at doctors to numb you? Like the dentist's Novocaine? office to Novocaine? Yeah, Novocaine. Okay. She put that inside my nostril with a, one mm-hmm. of those bigger needles and numbed my nose through there. So like the next process wasn't that bad because she did that, but sticking a needle in your nose and numbing that was terrible. And then she literally did two threads on each side so that my nose bridge would be more straight and even and then I think she did a tiny one at the tip of my nose to lift it a little bit Mm -hmm. because I wanted to try this and see like how I liked it um in comparison to like okay if I actually went through the journey of getting a nose job like let's try this first before I go full into that um what happened after that (laughs) oh she got like little threads on each side and she it was almost like I was a piece of um wood and she was just like (laughs) Oh, she was literally like banging it in and twisting it into my nose. So and I'm standing there like looking and I'm like, what is happening? Did I order like a construction crew on my nose? So did it not hurt at that point? Because you got the numbing. It was hurting because of the like twisting it in. Because you can feel them like going down. And I'm like scary. Uh, this is weird. I did. It actually made my nose look bigger. Because just like lips, when you first get them done, they're swollen. Because yeah. I'm like, my, my nose had been through a lot at that point. Yeah. It was traumatizing. <laughs> and I left and I was like, oh my God, like my nose looks actually bigger. But then when it did, the swelling went down. I was like, oh, I could see that it actually did make it look straighter. Mm-hmm. And my nose was a little bit more turned up. But it wasn't, it still didn't, I, I, I wish I didn't do it. Basically. I was like, this wasn't worth, it wasn't worth the money. I could have just contoured my nose. Yeah. But, um, I tried it and it was, you live and you it learn. was all right. Like my nose looked bigger for a short period of time. And I was like, Oh crap. And then the swelling went down and it looked pretty good. But now like on the top of my nose, right in between my eyes, there's like, honestly, I think they've fully dissolved by now, but what I used to be able, cause they say that they, the threads dissolve mm-hmm. after a certain period of time. And there used to be on this left side of my nose, I could literally feel and wiggle the thread and move it around. But now that sounds terrible. I can't feel them at all. I think they, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty, you would probably never do it. (laughs) Never. It was uh, wild. So that's like my experience with at least like Botox filler. Yeah. Like some of the scary like aspects of it. Are those the only things you've gotten done that you're like, 
I'll probably never do that again. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I haven't done anything else. Boob job was one of the best decisions ever, but also (laughs) there's like downsides to that as well. So now I kind of want to talk about at least like what we individually get Mm -hmm. for each of these things. So let's first talk about lips. So I asked my lady what I got when I, cause I literally went, I think it was last week or the week before mm-hmm. and I have it written down here. So I get Restylane Define on my lips. Usually I get a syringe, a full syringe every time, but since my lips are like, they've grown bigger now mm-hmm. to where I don't need to keep it up with a f- one syringe each time. Cause that's excessive. Yeah. So my lady was like, you can get away with doing half a syringe and you'll be fine. And I was like, Okay. So we did a half a syringe and it plumped them up a little bit and brought them back to feeling like a little bit more vibrant. Yeah. And then that was fine. So now we're doing only a half a syringe when I go. Um, I go every four months to get Botox for sure, but I don't always get filler every four months. And Got for it. people that don't work out as much, like as intensely, they're not doing a lot of cardio, like a lot of weightlifting. It's mainly like the cardio aspect of it. Yeah. Six months usually is good. So yeah. I go more frequently than like the normal person does because of the Botox aspect of it, but I'll decide if I want to get lips at that time, like a little lifty. And then she does a hundred units in total for Botox on my body. So the reason this is so much is I get um, 45 units on my forehead. So I do like the middle. Um, she does them on the top. She doesn't do as much as she used to um, as far as keeping it stiff because Mm -hmm. they're like when I first went to where I was like I just I don't care if it moves that's fine and now she does it in a way to where she does a brow lift with the Botox on each side where right underneath my brow she'll do a couple of like Mm -hmm. and it's wild how much I notice it when it gets done because my brows were literally just like it's almost like they do look really lifted they're like I've never analyzed that closely on that part of I wonder if that would be a better option like you said instead of I don't think I even like want that I don't know what I was thinking but whatever yeah Yeah, it would it literally like lifts this top part up almost like that a little and it was wild because before I went to my appointment that was a couple weeks ago I can feel my face like sagging back down which is not really what's happening it's just it's just going like it's loose the Botox is like running out yeah and then when I got it done I was like oh and I have um because I scowl a lot I have like a little line on my right side um, and my mom has the same one. It's really funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the same one. And when I feel like when I get Botox there, I don't have those creases in my makeup from all the frowning I do. <laughs> and it's not even frowning. Oh, it's scowling. at the gym. Yes. I want to make a video also being like, people ask me why I get Botox and then do a video compilation of like all your, all angry my faces. angry faces at the gym where I'm like, Ugh, yeah. Uh, uh. Exactly. and it's like, yeah, I really want to do that. <laughs> but that's what I get for Botox. And then the other um, the fascinating one in my the fascinating opinion. one that I've recently done. Well, I started it like last year was I swear on my life that I have hyperhidrosis and I think it runs in my family because my sister sweats a lot. My brother sweats excessively. So do I. Um, I don't really think my mom does. She's pretty much perfect. I don't <laughs> know if my dad does because I haven't really seen him sweat in a long time, but yeah. I swear my family has hyperhidrosis and I'm, I've never even heard of that word. Yes, yeah, so you just I excessively you. <laughs> sweat. So I actually get 50, I think 50 units each. 50, 50? No, because I get 45 on my head. What's 100 minus 45? 
Let's not do that. Yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> whatever's, whatever's left, 55. I do one on the left underarm, one on the right. I just did the opposites. Yeah. And getting Botox in there prevents my my underarms from sweating. It doesn't so prevent it. It reduces it. Guys, the amount of like sweat that I have coming from my body is unreal. I'm even sweating right now on my under boobs, like insanely amount. So you're a hot yeah. body. If that's something that you struggle with, like especially underarms, it reduces the amount of sweat that you have. So like you don't sweat through any t-shirts anything mm-hmm. like that and it has literally been a game changer and I love it this time she she switched it because I was doing the brand name Botox it's just called Botox mm-hmm. and she switched it now to a little bit more intense one because I run through it like nobody's business mm-hmm. because of how much I sweat and she saw me this time and was like wait really I was like yeah it was gone like so quickly and she's yeah. like that doesn't happen normally <laughs> I was like yeah, yeah armpit I'm issues. special no. And so she tried another one. She's like, I'm going to try this one. And I, I didn't get the name of that one. She said that a lot of fitness girls use this one who work out a lot. And mm-hmm. she's like, let's test it and see if it works better for next time. So we'll report back if your we'll armpits are back. Less, less sweaty yeah. this month. That's funny. Is that everything you like currently get done? Yes, that was, I don't do the threads anymore. That was like a one-time thing. I yeah. do the little brow lift of Botox just to get my brows a little bit of lift. 45 units on like my, my whole like, eyes and up upper head yeah I don't do anything (laughs) lower I know some people get a little bit of a lip flip with Botox Mm -hmm. Um, my lips are just already big I feel like it would I don't need to do that um, but and I then your armpits. It. And then my armpits. That Got was the it. best, one of the best decisions I ever made. What I currently get, um, so just to go through, I've only been getting lip filler for like a little over, I've only been getting anything for a little over a year. So most mm. of the whole journey was like all of last year. And now it's just kind of like maintenance. And that'll make sense when I talk about why I get Botox. But for lip filler, I also think I typically get Restylane. Sometimes I'll get Juvederm. Um, it, honestly, like I leave it up to her, whatever she sees fit. I think I like Restylane better though. I feel mm. like it leaves like a softer look and feel versus when I've gotten Juvederm, it like almost stays harder longer mm. in my experience. And what's weird, like, do you, do you even remember what your lips used to feel like no, before? Because I would never touch them. Because now <laughs> when you touch them, like the, were the edges... <laughs> They're not hard. They're just like, like, it's just weird. You know what I mean? I, yeah. (laughs) We're just sitting here touching our lips. Yeah. I'm like, I wonder what it's like to kiss me. (laughs) I ask all the time, especially when I, okay, this was recently my first time because I took a long time of not getting anything, Mm -hmm. which I guess I'll talk about in a second. But as soon as I got it, it was my first time, like having my boyfriend experiencing me getting filler. I got it when we first met, but Uh like we weren't kissing at that point. And then like now I was like asking him and I was like, does it feel weird? You can tell me if it feels weird. Like I'll get less if it feels oh weird. Oh my God. <laughs> like, I wonder what it does feel like. Cause I'm I'll sure come back a little different from getting my lips done. And he's like, you got your lips done. Cause it's obvious they're really like swollen yeah. and stuff, but I never bruise from my lady. Never bruise. I usually it's crazy. don't bruise. I'll swell, but I don't, yeah. I don't bruise. The Except first time I got time. it done yeah. and it was bad <laughs> bruises all over yeah. the place. And I'm like, is I think there, that's also a sign that they're not, Great at I was like, is there something there? Yeah. yeah. Is there a sign that like they're not doing it properly if I bruise like everywhere? Yeah. And I never bruise Most anymore. Our friend Erica bruises 
bad yeah. <laughs> like really bad like I called her after I got mine done and because we were like talking about something else and then she was like I haven't left my apartment in five days because I'm so bruised that I'm so embarrassed and oh I was like God. oh no so I literally some people just bruise easily I don't think I'm, I I typically do but my lips weirdly don't but anyway so last year the start of it was like in January so I guess it was like all of last year I did a half a syringe then I tried that full I talked about mm-hmm. and then from then on I concluded I'm only gonna do halves and I think mm-hmm. I only got it like two more times so like four times in the whole year I don't feel like doing the math of how often that was um and then like I said end of last year I think the last one I got done was like in October and that was the end of my Botox treatment so in general I was like I'm just gonna take like a good like six months of nothing Mm -hmm. and then see where I'm at and my lips definitely got pretty small again I do have a very fast metabolism so like Mm -hmm. and obviously I'm working out so my body absorbed most of it at that point so I did go back and I got another half and I think from now on every like four to six months I'll Mm -hmm. be getting another half and then Botox wise I think I've talked about it before I have really bad TMJ which is essentially I clench my teeth a lot especially Mm -hmm. when I'm anxious especially when I sleep if I'm anxious and then when I work out I feel like it's inevitable most people do but mine was so bad and I think it does have to like tie into my anxiety was so bad that all night I would be like grinding my teeth like clenching my jaw something I never thought I had an issue with because a lot of people like learn that when they're pretty young and I had never known like I didn't even know what TMJ was until like two years ago Mm -hmm. um so essentially what it is is your temporal muscles so like your temple area which goes pretty far back in your head which I don't think people realize and then your masseters which is like your jaw muscles both of those are really overactive and really tight from constantly squeezing your jaw and it was to the point where like I would get such bad migraines like Mm. at least once a week she would literally be like sitting on the couch like massaging her face literally I still do yeah it was so sad she would like get her knuckles and like massage it I was like are you you okay (laughs) I was hoping to go under the radar most of the time but no like constantly like my masseter muscles which is like that lower part of your jaw so clenched all the time so painful to the point where like you know and if you like clench your jaw and like a guy does it like one of those tiktok boys and it like Ugh. the muscle pops out that's how bad mine was where the muscle was like popping wasn't out. your face looked swollen yes, because of that all right the time. Oh it was God, so bad and i had so many people in my life um I wish most of them before and after i could probably put it on the video yeah like my face shape is night and day difference and even now I notice it coming back because it's been like eight months or so since getting masseter treatment mm. um which I'll talk about that too but um what was I saying oh no the swollenness of the face before and after yeah I forget where my train of thought was but I'll just go back to basically oh people in my life I had clients that also had TMJ oh. and they are kind of the ones that like taught me about it and these are personal training clients they're just like ladies and we just talk during their sessions they're like little therapy sessions and all of them were like go get it done like it changed yeah. my life. And so many people were saying it to the point where I was finally like, okay, I feel like I need to, because at that point I was paying for like massage therapy for like my neck muscles, like literally Which once a week. Which isn't actually doing the, it's not exactly. actually the problem. It the problem helping. is here exactly. and here. Exactly. Wow. So I was paying like a good hundred dollars a week. And I was like, at this point, like I could just invest in Botox like, and then what do I have good. to lose? Exactly. So I went and got it done and basically obviously depends on the severity of your TMJ or migraines or whatever 
whatever the issue at hand is, mm. but that depends like how many sessions you're going to need and um, like how many units of Botox. But she basically was like, yours is really bad. So oh. I started with 60 units on both sides of Botox in my 60 on both sides. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. a lot to be able to manage that. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yours was bad. Was Mine bad. was really bad to the point where like immediately after that first session and these were always 12 week apart increments. Mm -hmm. It was kind of like a plan of like every 12 weeks you're going to come in. Hopefully the plan is to untrain those muscles from constantly tightening. And so every time you come in, you should be getting less and less. But I think the first two times I got 60 because it was just that bad. And like immediately the migraines went away and I was like, this changed my life. I cannot recommend it more to people. If you have chronic migraines, it doesn't hurt looking into get one session. My mom has like chronic migraines and I'm wondering, yeah, she's and because she holds a lot of anxiety mm-hmm. a lot and I'm wondering like if that would help her mm-hmm. I always would say like oh I hold my stress in my traps but like no I held it in my, in my face, face and then that was making my neck lock up which made my traps locked mm-hmm. up it just had so many issues involved in it so I went every 12 weeks almost mm-hmm. all of last year I think it was like five or six like total sessions and that was basically to totally uncondition the muscle by my last session I think I was getting like not even 20 units each wow. side so like wildly different which some people probably start with that but my like I'm telling you my jaw muscles were so bad that this was just like basically what Botox does is like relaxes the muscle which is what causes that like freezing look Mm. I will say I didn't get it for aesthetic purposes but Uh like that's what I, I'm like thinking is that both of these things can be like these things that we're talking about. It, it can be used to like genuinely help you feel yeah. better. And I literally have hyperhidrosis. Like my ladies, like you have hyperhidrosis and it helps so yeah. much. And my life is so much easier and I can wear things that I'm not able to wear normally. Like I since I was little, I wouldn't ever wear anything that had sleeves. Mm-hmm. That's another big reasons why I never wear anything that have sleeves because of the amount that I sweat. And I have to like cater my body, I mean, my clothing to that. Yeah. And then for you, it was my face. You, yeah, your face literally is in pain and it actually yeah. helped. Botox changed our lives. Botox Botox was medical. Like that was the reason for its, um, I guess, use in the beginning. And then people realized, oh, I can use this aesthetically. Oh, I can freeze my face. Yeah. So like at the end of the day, like, I don't know, you might even be able to look into like insurance covering that since it is like a quote unquote medical procedure. Um, like insurance, insurance now is able to cover my TMJ treatment. I don't use insurance because my lady doesn't take it and I refuse to go anywhere else. Um, but yeah, that was my journey with like my masseters and like, seriously, I'll put it before and after in the YouTube video. It aesthetically changed my face so much. Like I feel like I look like a different person compared to like two years ago. Instead of having swollen round face, like you've gotten the The more chiseled look look that you had. It was just swollen under a layer of muscle of clenching. Yeah, no. So it like, I look back and I'm like, why didn't I do this? Like literally five years ago. That's crazy. And then this last time I went, um, I told her that my headaches were coming back and she was asking where the tension was. And this time it was mostly just in the temple. Like I don't have a lot of tension in my jaw right now. And I know we did so much last year that I was like, I feel like I shouldn't add even more right now. Like I don't, I obviously don't know how Botox works, but that's what I told her. I was like, most of the tension's like up in my forehead area. So this is my first time ever getting my forehead Botox done, which I don't know if I'll ever do again. It hasn't helped with my headaches a lot. I didn't really get it aesthetically because I don't have a lot of like forehead lines yet. So I feel like one day maybe 
yeah i'll get it for like wrinkle preventatives but like i really like even before if i raised my eyebrows like i never had like lines um I thankfully I, I make a lot have, of faces i have like the furled brow of like the scowl because i have like resting bitch face mm-hmm. <laughs> i was like i remember texting julia when i was getting it done i was like what if my resting bitch face goes away <laughs> what if i can't look mean anymore i was like i doubt it you've yeah. got that down <laughs> i'm doing just fine i was like if anything it'll be worse because you're just blank yeah <laughs> i think we only did like 25 units yeah. in my forehead we didn't do a lot she was like come back if you need more yeah. but like i didn't i don't love the idea of my face feeling frozen like that gives yeah. me anxiety feeling like trapped almost yeah see <laughs> like yours moves like like i can still kind of move yeah. but like definitely the end of my brow moves a lot i um, was showing zach it the other day because i was sitting i was <laughs> sitting in the car and he and um i was just sitting there and he goes why are you doing that and i was like doing what he goes you're sitting there if you guys are watching on youtube you'll be able to tell he's like you're sitting there like this <laughs> just the surprise like look. like with surprise with like your he's like your eyebrows are all the way up <laughs> and i was like it's the Botox, babe. And he's like, oh, and I just zoned out. So I had those like big glass eyes. But then with my eyebrows lifted, I said, babe, look, this is literally like, I literally can't frown. But the way that my lady places it is so that it's not completely stiff. I used to get it to where my forehead was completely stiff. Yeah. And now I get it because in order for her to do the brow lift, she can't make my forehead completely stiff or my brows won't actually lift. So now she just places it in a different way to where it's mainly like in this middle part and then we're lifting my eyebrows up. So comparatively, Kendall got 25 units and then I got, I get 45 on the top whenever I go. I still have quite the the movement. Yeah, you still got movement. (laughs) I also love doing like the rocks, like signature, like one eyebrow up thing. And I was like, what if I can't do that anymore? Then my life is over. Can I still do it's it? It's like my second. The, no. Am I not doing it? Only the tail of yours is like going up. <laughs> but it goes up like a lot. <laughs> I can't do it right now. Um, but yeah, that's all I get done. I think moving forward, I'm going to go back to getting the masseter treatment. Like even if it's not for my migraines, which it is. I also loved how that looked when that part of my face was a lot smaller. Because I just always have like a little more tension there, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I'll do forehead again unless like one day I feel like I quote unquote need to. Again, none yeah. of these are necessity. And then lips, I will continue getting a half. I think the only other thing I'm like slightly interested in is the lip flip you mentioned. Yeah. Which I don't think I need right now, but I like do notice like the edge of my lip. Like I kind of want it up more. I don't know. I've never gotten it, so I don't want to speak on it, but it's something I've been looking into. Definitely. Cause like it's so different for each person because each person's lip shape is completely different. Like for me, my bottom lip was, was way bigger than like my top lip. Mm -hmm. I still had pretty big lips for just having nothing done. So I had genuinely more space in order to go bigger Mm -hmm. versus someone who has like small top and bottom they have less space to go bigger so that's why my lips had like the ability to be able to have so much yeah same thing weirdly with my boobs my boobs had the amount like the space in order to get bigger boobs than someone that had smaller space which we'll talk about later do you want to talk about your tatas now yeah we can talk about it now (laughs) um so i got my boobs done i think december was it 2020 yes i think it was 2020 i think yeah because i met you in 2020 and you hadn't had them yet yeah, I think it was December 2020. And who's the doctor? Oh my God. 
We can put like our people's info below. Yeah, he's amazing. For those who are local to Texas. He does a lot of uh, IFBB pros. He actually was an IFBB pro and he's a doctor. He actually presented an award at the past Olympia this this past year. And his name is, I think it's Dr. Martinez. (laughs) I don't. We'll put it in the description. I don't know. We'll put it down below. But he's amazing. He's actually in Houston. But I knew my boyfriend actually knew of him because my uh, my boyfriend, Zach, was in the bodybuilding industry for a long time. He was around a lot of competitors that had gotten them done and they went to him. So luckily, I didn't have to do very much research because I found a really awesome, credible guy who was also in the fitness space and was an IFBB pro and a doctor. And I think his wife is as well. And so I went to my consultation. He was very, very helpful. Again, he wasn't just, oh, let me give you what you want. Um, he went through like the whole process with me, like how it would work, how much it would cost. And we went over sizes. Like we literally tried on silicone That's sizes. Cool. I, I don't want to do that just for fun. Yeah, it was really cool. And Zach was there with me cause I needed, um, a security blanket. <laughs> and I honestly asked his opinion too. Like, does this look like it actually fits my body? Yeah. So I'm naturally like a C surprisingly. I have the smallest boobs of my family. I was like a 36 C. Mm-hmm. My mom is a double D. My sister's a double D and somehow I got the smallest boobs and, but they weren't really small. I was still like a, a C. Yeah. I feel like a high C. is like slightly above average. Yeah. So I, but my mom's and my sister's are way bigger. Now I have the biggest of both of them. <laughs> but, um, so I got it done and he was honest about what would fit my body. And after like examining my breasts, he's like, you can actually fit a lot more silicone than you Mm -hmm. think because I already had a C cup. So I was able to fit way more. So I ended up getting 535 cc's of silicone implants. I did a more natural version to where they're not like pushed up really high. Mm -hmm. They look like they're my natural boobs. A lot of people will see me and like, oh, they actually, I thought they were yours the whole time because they're not like pushed up in my face. Yeah. Which... I do think that maybe later in life I would want to potentially get them smaller when I'm like not really bodybuilding anymore. I would potentially want to get them smaller maybe when that like 10 year cycle comes up because you have to take them out after at 10 years. Yeah. Um, Which I feel like a lot of people don't know. Yeah. yeah. But if you don't, it leads to, I've had like two different friends have complications with theirs. Yes. And there's also the, the, a lot of people have breast implant um, illness. Mm -hmm. And I just want to put that out there too, because there's some people that do really struggle. Like once they have like that foreign object in their body, <coughs> okay. Almost just choked on my own spit. They have they experience a lot of other problems. I haven't looked too much into it, but the people that I have seen and have had that problem have gotten them out and I really empathize for those people and that was genuinely it was something that I worried about before and I asked my doctor about and he gave me a lot of research about if it actually happens like how many people it actually happens to um, people who are a little bit more prone to getting it all of these things I haven't had any issues I haven't had any problem feeling any different almost three years almost three years and the process was pretty pretty wild so I felt really educated when I left him I booked 
booked my appointment then. I had to put a down payment on, came back to Houston, and they had to make sure that I came in and I had all of my medications afterwards. And I had to show them that I had them so that they knew when I got driven home by my boyfriend that I was going to be okay with like pain medication and stuff. So I literally got dropped off at like six in the morning. We had an Airbnb for a couple weekends in Houston or a couple days in Houston so that I can recover. He dropped me off and it was nuts. I like changed and then I'm in there and then lights out. And I wake up and I'm like, I have boobs. And I was still like very, it was just weird. Like you, you go to sleep, you wake up and you have boobs. Yeah. It was so weird. That is, it is a crazy concept. Yeah. And this is a time in our life where like we knew each other, but like we weren't really like friends, friends. So mm-hmm. I remember watching like some of these things on like your Instagram story yeah. at the time. Yeah. I was like, oh, I like remember when Julia got her boobs. Yeah, it was wild. Like being, I, I couldn't shower by myself. I was, mm-hmm. I had, I was wrapped up. I couldn't even move my hands above here. I I could barely move my hands anywhere. I couldn't push to lift myself up. So I needed help out of bed. You don't realize like how much you use your boobs to do everything. (laughs) I couldn't really feed myself or anything. Um, at a certain point, then I could like move it, but it still hurt. So if anyone is interested in, you know, getting it and you want more information about it, definitely do like research on other people's experience. But on my Instagram, I have a story that's called breast augmentation. And it's my whole story from beginning to end Mm -hmm. about like the recovery, how I'm feeling, the doctor I chose, where I went, um, how many CCs I got, how it felt, the stitches. People can see like what my stitches looked like before and Mm -hmm. when they healed. Um, So I have that whole story mapped out because I was annoyed that I couldn't find anybody's story online of them documenting. So I made it for somebody that was interested. So how nice of you. I know. I'm so charitable. I'm so Is your scar under Yes, there are okay. two tiny scars, maybe like an inch under, mm-hmm. and my boobs are so big you can't even see them. Yeah, I have to lift hidden. my boobs <laughs> to see them. Um, typically, people that have darker skin like me will scar a little bit worse. That's what my doctor said, but yeah. he gave me um, a scar treatment, a very, very good scar treatment that was used for that. And it was crazy because my dad had got like something rem- he had like a scar on his back mm-hmm. and then I, and when I was done like using mine, I ended up getting, I was like, here, use my boob scar. My boob scar star, cream. Uh, stars cream. Was this, was like the idea of getting a boob job there before bodybuilding? No, it was actually never some, I, something I never thought about. I mm-hmm. only thought about it once I got into bodybuilding because I saw... Um, how people's physique looked on stage when they were lean and they had implants. Mm-hmm. And when you get so lean, you literally, I lost all my boobs. Like I'd go from a mm-hmm. C36 to being like an A cup where it was literally nothing. Yeah. And then my swimsuit would just lay flat, like on I my body. I will say like, I'm very, very grateful where my boobs come back every year because yeah. I know for some women they don't. And mm-hmm. once you get that lean, that's kind of no, no longer an area you hold body fat. Cause I yeah. do get down to like an A cup, but they do get flat. And then luckily every year it might be like my age or my hormones, but like going into post-show, they would always come back and yeah. I'd be like, thank you boob gods. Yeah. Um, but I, also like it's hard not to have the appeal of like do I need this do I need implants like if you look at the top like 20 at the Olympia all of them have boobs it's hard not to think that you have to have them to be in this industry but you Mm -hmm. definitely don't there's a lot of IFBB pros that don't have them yeah there's also a lot of IFBB pros that don't didn't have them and they made pro and then they got got them them. yeah so like for example Kerrigan Pike didn't have boobs for the longest time and she became an IFBB 
Bikini Pro without them. And then she got implants like a year recently. later, recently. Yeah. And also, they look amazing. Mm-hmm. She didn't need to do it. I didn't need to do it to be competitive in the sport. If my body looks good, it looks good. Yeah. But I just knew that for me personally, that it would make my physique, it would, it would feminize my physique if we're going to say that because of, I would literally be like flat chested. I would have like striations on my chest and you already are so lean and like have so much muscle that it added that like feminine quality. It also made me look more hourglassy instead of being kind of boxy looking. This is just how I felt personally about my body. This is not at all how I feel other people look whatsoever. And I was like, it kind of helped. And it was kind of crazy because uh, I knew my mom and dad were going to be like, oh, no, don't do this. Mm-hmm. And I just explained to them like why I wanted to get them. Um, I was like, I re- I think it could potentially like enhance my physique. Also, I personally just want them. Like, I don't really need to give anybody a reason why. Yeah, it's you, your body. You want to do like, something if you want to do it. Just go ahead and do it. Obviously research and like, be careful. Just don't harm anybody or yourself. Yes. And, um, when I, when I, um, competed the second time, cause my parents have seen all my shows, but when I competed the second time and I had boobs, it was really funny. Cause my dad, I came off stage. She goes, I understand why you got them now. <laughs> and I was like, what? And he goes, the dad he's, stamp he's of like, approval. you just, you just look more hourglassy and it enhanced your, sh- your shape. And mm. you, you look even more competitive and you, you he's like, you were right. And yeah. I was like, thanks dad. That's a little <laughs> weird, but thanks. Um, the so dad's- he finally under, he understood. And, uh, yeah. I, I've had no problems and boobs are great. I love them. So yeah, whatever, whatever you want to do. Also, if you're just curious, look at that IG story called breast augmentation on my Instagram profile. And I walk through everything. You can even see what I looked like without boobs on my, um, on that story, like the before and after. Yeah. Your stage shot difference is crazy. Not just because of the boobs, but like also like you can tell, like Mm -hmm. you said, it does add that like more shape to your upper half because you have so much shape with your bottom half. It almost like balances you out. Yeah, I looked, I kind of went, in my opinion, my body was like more straight and then I had the legs. Now it's like really hourglassy, which is- Just personal preference. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever get my boobs done, but I I also just love having medium boobs. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely sometimes like yesterday I was talking to my two friends and I was telling them, I was like, there's sometimes definitely where I wish I could go back to my small boobs only because it's definitely more of a challenge now to find stuff to wear. Yeah. It's already a challenge with my lower body yeah. and with how short I am and just my body shape in, in general. And I feel like every girl struggles with this. You're like, nothing fits my body right because there's certain brands that fit certain body types correctly and sometimes I definitely wish I'm like can I just tape these down for a second because I know that there's certain outfits that I'm that I'm like if I wore this everything would be spilling out and that's just uncomfortable for me and then there's some things where I'm like oh they look really good and they're enhanced in this I'm like wait maybe small boobs would look better with this outfit but I can't do that you can't just pop them in and out so I just have to find what looks good for my body without completely having them everywhere I feel like that's all for everything we've had done. Again, just to reiterate, we're not telling you to get anything done. We're also not telling you to not get anything done. These Mm -hmm. are just like kind of our journey with it because I always find it fascinating to learn what other people do. Like I've never gotten my boobs done. So hearing like Julia talk about it, I'm like, whoa, like I didn't know that. Or I didn't know like Mm -hmm. the scar was that size or where it goes or like anything. So yeah, that's kind of all we have. Yeah. 
boobs, Botox, and filler. Are you trying to think of a B name? Yeah, I was trying boobs, to think of Botox, and bigger lips. Bigger lips. We should name that yeah. this episode. Anyway, be good. Anyways, thanks guys <laughs> for listening. And as always, we love you all so much, and you're more powerful than you think. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Know Your Power podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend and rate and review the show. Also, if you have any questions that you'd like to be answered on the show, feel free to email us at knowyourpowerpodcast at gmail.com. Okay, bye.